verify where it's coming from. I'd make a candle out of it if I ever found it. Try to sell it, never sell out of it. I probably only sell one. Good morning, good afternoon, Richmond. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM, it is a Tuesday, December 19th, six days away from Christmas, seven days away from AWOD's birthday, and I actually got myself a gift, a little combination, oh, yeah? Taco Bell and Pizza Hut, a little combination, Hanukkah and AWOD's birthday. Uh a piece of technology. I think oh, you'll find it interesting. I, I bet. Yeah, so we'll break that down a little bit later on the non-sports segment of the day. Uh, but, man, how about that game last night? Woo! Yeah. That was the game of the week! <laughs> yeah, that I was think it the was. certified game of the week. Lock it in. Eagles with a sick quarterback. Hurts battled through. Seahawks with a hurt quarterback. Turned to a guy who has not led a comeback drive in four years. More than a thousand days. Game on the line. Big catch by DK Metcalf. Then Drew Locke hits Jackson Smith in the end zone. Beautiful throw. Great diving catch. Ball game. Down goes Philly. I'll tell you, I was watching the game with a few of my friends. Two of them Giants fans. One of them uh, Redskins fans. It felt like a Redskins win. Watching Philly fans <laughs> get their heart broken. It was so funny. I've got a hilarious story to tell about the game. Should I start the show with the story? Yeah, sure. All right, so... We're watching the game, and so I set up this piece of technology in my house. I'll get to that later. But I guess I had paused the game and forgot about it. So we're all watching in the fourth quarter. Game on the line. Seahawks have the ball. And my friends start start getting notifications from Fantasy, from FanDuel, sign up promo code AWOD, right? And so we're watching the game, and one of my friends goes, you guys know this game is over. And we're like, what are you talking about? And so I, I pause my thing. I'm 15 minutes behind. Seahawks have the ball with the game on the line. And he goes, yeah, game's over. And we're like, oh, because we're thinking the Eagles win. Yeah. And he goes, no, Seahawks win. So we just start jumping up and down. And then we watch the final drive, all of us standing up. And it was like 11.20. The game had been over 15 minutes. I had Because I didn't know I paused it. I had the complete opposite where I was watching it on my computer, uh-huh. didn't have my charger, died with a minute left in the game. Oh, I went, my gosh. Oh, yeah, whatever. The Eagles probably won. Right. Half an hour later, I, ch- I checked the ESPN app. <laughs> what happened? <Yeah>. What? <laughs> Drew Locke? No way. It was just the funniest thing ever because we were all depressed. Oh, game's over. Eagles probably won. Seahawks win! <laughs> Seahawks win! And then we witnessed it. I said, it was the greatest not live sporting event I've ever seen. <laughs> it was awesome. So uh, that was a great Monday night football game. We got a lot to get to on the show today. We'll go around the NFL. The playoff picture becomes a bit more clear now. Seahawks back in line to make it to the postseason. Big college basketball day today. We'll talk some UVA against Memphis. That's two top 25 teams going off against each other tonight. Number 22, UVA at number 23, 8-2 Memphis. And a very special guest in college basketball coming up at 1230. University of Richmond, the Spiders, head basketball coach Chris Mooney. He's a great basketball mind. He's always been a good interview on this show, so I'm looking forward to speaking with him at 12.30. But you, you guys know how we like to start the show every day by catching you up on anything you might have missed around the sports world. It's not the sports wallet, definitely not the sports phone. It's time for the sports app. Here it is, everybody. Clearly, this is the future. Stats, scores, highlights. Whoa, 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 are you serious? Wi-Fi plus 3G, 64 This one, this one. The sports app. 
All right, I think we got to start in the NFL. It might take most of the sports app. I have to start by saying I thought that was the worst pregame show I've ever seen. How many times were they going to throw to Adam Schefter and say, do you have any information about who's playing quarterback? Like, are you kidding me? I missed the I missed kickoff for this one. Okay. Having dinner with my so family. They threw to Adam Schefter. Then they threw to the sideline reporter on, on the field. Then they threw back to Adam Schefter. And he kept saying, This is the craziest thing ever. We're 30 minutes away from kickoff, and I don't know who's playing quarterback. <laughs> He's like, There are people on their fantasy teams that we need to decide between Geo Smith or Drew Luck. <laughs> if that's your situation, you already lost. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but then they were like, Jalen Hurts. He's got flu-like symptoms. He usually comes out for warm-ups. He skipped warm-ups. Oh, my goodness. Anyway, Jalen Hurts would start the game and get the Eagles on the board first with this touchdown. Here's the call on ESPN. Hurts trying to take it in. Diving for the touchdown. And then the Seahawks tie the game at 10 thanks to Kenneth Walker III getting into the end zone. Here's the call on Seahawks Radio KIRO. Two tight ends in the backfield. The handoff goes to Walker. He looks for running room. Bounces it off the right side. Inside the 20, the 15, the 10, the 5. Touchdown, Seahawks! Seahawks make it a game with that touchdown. Eagles go right down the field. I mean, it just was typical of the Eagles. They seem to respond at the perfect time in games. They go right down the field, score. They're up 17-10. Seahawks then tie the game. Uh, I mean, back and forth, back and forth here. And it came down to Drew Locke on a key third down, throwing up to DK Metcalf, makes the catch inbounds with two guys on him, and then... Basically, the very next play, it's Drew Locke to Jash, Jackson Smith and Jegba. He told the reporter after the game, I'll remember this play for the rest of my life. Let's take a listen to the call. JSN is wide to the far side. Drew looks, throws that way. Got JSN. He reaches up. Makes the catch. Touchdown. Seahawks. Holy catfish. What a play. Drew Locke said after that game, I told Jackson, if you're one-on-one, I'm throwing you the pill. And that's exactly what he did. Let's take a listen to Julian Love after the game, who is the Seahawks' corner and made a great play to seal the victory for the Seahawks with an interception with six seconds left. Let's take a listen to the Seattle cornerback. This is huge. I think just, you know... December football is critical, and you just need some energy and some motivation and some uh, momentum going into the end of the season. And so I think we needed this game. Uh, nothing's guaranteed going forward. We know that, but we got to carry this juice going forward. We, you know, just a few plays here or there the past couple weeks have really brought us down, but this I, I already know is going to revitalize us. Last thing here in the NFL, it also tilted me that pregame, everybody kept saying, the last Seahawks win was against Washington, and they're terrible. It was like they kept throwing that in our face. Alex Smith said it like three times. <laughs> RG3 raced a bird. We got to spend a segment on that. But let's move over to the NBA. We begin with the Washington Wizards. Kyle Kuzma, 27 points, 8 rebounds. Wizards score 40 points in the fourth. And end up with 131. They got to win that game, right? They scored 131. Stub, they lose 143 to 131. They could not defend DeMontis Sabonis for the Kings. The big man down low finished the game with a triple-double, 28 points, 13 rebounds, and 12 assists. His 35th 
triple double. Here's the call on ESPN. 20 point ball game. Here's Domas. Oh, man. He's just punishing. He is just, he is just punishing Scala. Giannis Antetokounmpo and the Bucks played off against the Rockets, and Giannis breaks career Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's career rebounds total from on Sunday. Here's the call on WTMJ. Now gets to the right wing. Now gets into the paint. Kicks into the corner. They left Amy Lillard all alone. Left corner three couldn't make him pay. Offensive rebound though for Pat Connaughton. Circling around, found Giannis underneath for a two-hand shake. Over to the NHL here on the Sports App. And every single day on the Sports App, we track Alex Ovechkin's hunt for history. Of course, the Caps last played on Sunday, got a shootout win over the Hurricanes. Um, But look, here's the issue with the Caps right now is Alex Ovechkin's not scoring uh, the Jockeys talked about that yesterday. They moved him in a power play to the crease, trying to get him you know, a, a couple poachers goals, just get him something to get his confidence going again as the Caps are 15-9-4 on the season. And, of course, the Washington Capitals will play tomorrow against the Islanders, fifth in the Metro Division right now. Every day on the sports app, we track Alex Ovechkin's hunt for history. He still needs 67 goals. It has been three weeks now since we've seen Ovi put one in the back of the net. 68 goals to become the greatest goal scorer in the history of the NHL. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Don't go anywhere. Don't change that dial. Don't touch that dial. I'll be right back. Welcome back. What up, what up, what up? It's AWOD here on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM, phone lines are open throughout the show. 833-804-0910. 833-804-0910. But joining me in studio right now for a little crosstalk is the host of MP on the Mic from 10 to 12 noon, Monday through Friday, Michael Phillips. I just realized this is our last in-person Ezra, this is our last in-person crosstalk of the year. It is. Yeah. It, I mean, this year has flown by. It really has. Um, I'm excited for next year, though. Like, once we get out of the football rhythms, we're just in here five days a week, chatting hoops, waiting for VCU to make their tournament run. Like, we're, we're going to have a big start to 2024. Absolutely. And anytime we bring in MP on the mic, you know it's time for Crosstalk. Let me hear that sounder, Stub. If I could just have your attention. It's Crosstalk with Adam Epstein and Michael Phillips on The Fan. It's like that 190s movie that everybody loved. What's the name of that movie? It's not Crosstalk, but it sounds like Crosstalk. It's Crosstalk on The Fan. Oh, Face Off with Travolta and Nick Cage. But this is Crosstalk. All right, look, football season is winding down, and uh, especially if you're a Commanders fan, it's it's frustrating. It's reached the boiling point uh, right now in the fan base where everyone's pissed off about everything. I've turned into the sports Grinch anytime I talk Commanders. Uh, but when I was out at the VCU game on Saturday doing my live show from the Commonwealth Room, I met a few listeners, and uh, they told me, we want more Caps talk on the fan. And Let's so, go. new rule on AWOD Radio when we bring in Michael Phillips for Crosstalk on Tuesdays, 
We talk a little puck. I love it. I love it. Um, can, can I hit an unrelated item first, though? Yeah. Uh, Face Off, uh, the movie referenced, and uh, that's a Hans Zimmer score. Oh, really? Yeah, he's everywhere, man. We decided you're Travolta and I'm Nick Cage. That's right? correct. I put the bunny in the basket. You <laughs> dance with uh, Uma Thurman. <laughs> I, I accept my role. Yeah. Oh, gladly. Uh, gotta yeah. love that. That's a dub. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love talking puck on Tuesdays. I was up there for the Stars game a couple of weeks ago. Uh, you know, you know, I love uh, love me some caps. I was there. When they lifted the cup in Vegas, uh, which was uh, just an all-time sports memory for me. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not going to happen this year, of course, but... uh uh, you know, following this OV quest, I think that's probably item number one on the Caps list this yeah, year. Yeah, but outside of OV, let me ask you this. Are, do you notice a different style of play with Coach Carber? Yeah, you know, I, I think that it's more the natural aging of the team as well. Like, he's working to his personnel a little bit more. Yeah. It does feel like a slower, more deliberate style than the open ice they've been uh, they've been skating with the last few years. I I don't know how much of that is him and his influence and how much of that is like, these dudes are getting older, and then you got young kids in there who need the system and the structure as they learn too. Yeah, no, it, it's so interesting. And, and you know, when I when I watch Caps games this year, like you're saying, obviously I'm I'm really focused on Ovechkin, but I have been pre- pleasantly surprised with the results. You know, I mean, 15 and nine oh, on, yeah. on the season, a lot better, I think, than people. I think they've met expectations. If if they could somehow sneak into the playoffs, yeah, you you'd call this season an unqualified success. Now, a lot of the the metrics right that underneath this say that they're worse than their record so I'm, I'm I'm not holding my breath here like I do think there will be a drop off at some point I think at some point that the bottom falls out and you have one of those losing streaks and you become the record that you probably are but if you could somehow keep this thing rolling into the playoffs uh any playoff appearance even as an eight seed is an absolute win for this team in this roster state Craig Laughlin, the locker, was on the, the Junkies earlier this week. And speaking of Alex Ovechkin, he said they're trying to change the power play all around because it wasn't operating very well. But since they've changed their looks, there has been an uptick. Uh, they're not where they want to be yet because you need the 5-on-5 five five and power play working together. But they've been so pushed into the system over the years that they're trying to give uh, the other penalty kill different looks. They're not taking away Ovi's shot. They're giving him another dimension. Okay, and, and that power play was ice cold for a little while. Yeah. That's where Ovi's got to make his money, right? That's where you got to – if we talk – what's he on pace for right now? Like 17? That's not going to get the job it's, done. It's been dropping down. It yeah. was like 27 last yeah. week, then it was 25. 20, yeah. I mean, it's just – it's frustrating he's, because he's he's getting the shots off. And for, so, I, look, I, I'm no hockey expert, but speaking with a few of my friends that are big-time Cavs fans, don't miss a game, they say it's not like he's his shot is missing any accuracy or strength or, or the power. It's just that he doesn't skate as fast as the other guys, so he doesn't get himself into position to impact the game as much. That stinks when your heroes get old, right? Like, right. yeah, I mean, that – and. If he needs 60 and you finish the season with 20, that's three more seasons of hockey. I don't know if he's ready to sign up for that. Yeah. The way he plays, his style of play played with for so long, like though this isn't Yamir Yager. Like you can't you can't do that into your fifties. You can't do that forever. Well, at what point do the Caps and the Caps GM have to make a decision? Hey, do we make it a team goal to try to get this for Alex Ovechkin? 
or do we move past this as a team here and, and try to build for a future? Yeah, I think you wait to do that until you're a little closer to whatever the future is. Because yeah. if you pull the plug on Ovi, you need to have something else to sell, right? I need a reason to go down to the rink. I'm not I'm not sure this team is one right now. Like, it's it's still a fun product. It's still fun to go. But, like, I mean, this team, I'm not like, ah, these guys, I got to go see how they do in the playoff chase. Right. You know? So Ovi gives you that shiny distraction, right? Of like, we're going to see the Caps. They might win, they might lose, but we'll get to watch Ovi. Like, we'll get to watch another, you know, hopefully another year of him. Um, shout out, though, to uh, them beating Zach McHugh's Carolina Panthers, who, right, Carolina Panthers. Carolina, Carolina Hurricanes. Hurricanes. Carolina Hurricanes, who are in a lot of places, you know, favorites or near the favorites to win the Stanley Cup. Yeah. Uh, that That's a nice little win for them. Absolutely. That's a good, that's I, a good I just, pickup. I feel like it's getting to a situation here where they they really have to look at Alex Ovechkin and figure out, hey, is he going to ever get to that number? Right? Is he actually slowing down, or is that just the critics, you know, making comments? You know, and right, how many years will he commit to? How many years will the team commit to him? Yeah. In an ideal world, you go into next year needing about forty to forty-five. Right? That's two years of salary. Like. If it's 40 to 45, you say it's not going to happen next year, mm-hmm. but there's a legitimate two-year path to get there. If you need 50 and you're averaging 20, that's a three-year plan. Three's a lot of years. Uh, you know, he, he's been very clear. He wants to go play in the, the KHL at some point if, if that's still a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't, don't don't have my KHL standings handy. I don't, I don't know, know where that league stands, but... Three just seems way less doable than two in terms of how long you can keep him on the roster, keep building enough around him to, to get him fed on the power of play and, and not worry about cutting into what you're doing on a rebuild. Yeah, and I'm desperate for him to break the record in D.C., in Capital One Arena. You know, everybody was talking about it last week, about Monumental moving to Virginia. Yes. And I'm, I'm still I'm devastated about it for the Wizards aspect. I can talk myself into being okay with going to see the Capitals play in Virginia. So much of the fan base is Northern Virginia. Sure. Wouldn't that be wild, like a split decision? It's not going to be, not at the amount of money they're offering. Right. But if you kept the Wizards in the city, moved the Caps, and had sports-specific arenas, which are always so great, like, you know, Boston, you know, where they had the basketball arena for so long, um, you know, it, yeah, Pittsburgh is a hockey only arena, right? It feels better. Um, that would be fun. A lot of college basketball arenas, Siegel Center. You know, you're right on top of the action there. That that's fun. I, I would love a solution like that. But we'll save this for another day. Ben Standing and I had a big long argument on Sunday. Will Capital One Arena still be open and hosting events in 2035 Oof. if this goes through? I would probably say no. I said yes. You said yes. There you go. You think Taylor Swift is still coming to Capital One Arena? I think there's enough of a market for events, circuses, but Disney there's on also, ice. There's Echo Stage. There's Arena Stage. You know, there's so many other. There's the there's the Wharf and the you know there's so many other spots that could host concerts. I just think you need pro sports in that arena. You, you know, know, you you you'd have Georgetown and the Mystics, which I, I know aren't needle movers, but if you shrank it to a ten thousand seat stadium, I think you could fill it a hundred nights a year. Yeah, 
but I mean, how do you shrink a stadium like that? I've just that, added, that's three an, levels of suites. That's you know? an, and also with the cooperation of DC, who has no interest in playing ball with you right now yeah. after what you just did. I just really want Clyde's to stay alive. Man, I love Clyde's. I've had so many um, good meals there. I, when Bar Louie left, that was the beginning of the end for me. I yeah. got a lot of great memories of Bar Louie there in the little mall, yeah. you know, the little gallery place area. That, that was a pregame go-to. Yeah. You know, and now that's District E or whatever. I know. I, well, I mentioned Green Turtle as the beginning of the end on uh, my show on Saturday. Yeah, um, I mean, what I like though is the the Caesar Sportsbook. You can get to it from inside the stadium during the games. So at intermission, you can go get a beer and like some wings in there, uh-huh. and not have to wait in the concession line. And it's better, and they got all the TVs, so you can see the other games. I think that's a very nice intermission amenity. Yeah, I would use that for basketball probably. I don't yeah. know if I would like if I'm that interested in going watching other hockey games while yeah. I'm at a hockey game. You no, know? no, you can watch a basketball game during intermission of a hockey of game. Of a hockey game. A little, right, little, right, little right. mix and match there. A little mix and match there. Yeah. Get some wings. When I was there on Thursday, Thursday night, football was on. Okay. We went over, got some wings, got a beer, watched it was like it was Patriots and uh, whoever. Yeah, that, that was. A uh, Ted would love you for this because that's what he wants in this new st- stadium is the digital age of oh you come to watch one event but here's the TV with this here's the TV with that fantasy gambling fantasy gambling. If Ted wants my love, he can feel a competitive team. <laughs> Period. <laughs> it's embarrassing. It's yeah. Two embarrassing teams. That, I mean, look, he was lucky enough to get to draft Ovi. If he hadn't. He'd be sitting on zero titles right he now. He claims that he wants to be a front runner with everything. You know, that's how he got so famous and made so money with so much money with AOL. I don't think that he was correct in putting a lot of money into esports. I don't see that breaking the bank for anyone. You know? I, but did he break the bank to invest in esports? Like, I don't he, know. He just need a monitor and a remote, right? Yeah, I don't well, know. They, is good money. They spent there a lot of money, money on. Uh, like, I, I actually got to visit their the facility. They have a lot of TVs and monitors in That's, there. I'll say. I, it didn't look cheap. All right. I, yeah, give me that for Christmas in e- Washington esports cap. Yeah. yeah right. well, no, Virginia esports. Are they coming too? Do we oh, know? Of are they, are they part of the deal? All right. Let's go. Virginia's got a winner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM. Every day at 1 p.m. we open up the phone lines for the Richmond Commander, 833-804-0910. How many wins would Jacoby Brissett have gotten for the Commanders if he was the starting quarterback this season? It's the question of the day on the Richmond Commander. You can always tweet us your thoughts at AWOD Radio or at 910 The Fan, Lane Casadante will join us to run around local sports at 2.30. And speaking of local sports, we've got a very special guest joining us right now on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline, the head basketball coach for the Richmond Spiders, Coach Mooney. What's going on, Coach? Hey, guys. How's everything going? Good. Great to have you back on the show. How are you feeling, man? It's so good to see you back on the sidelines. I appreciate it. I'm feeling great, actually. Uh, you know, had a... Clean bill of health, and um, I feel great. Feel great to be out there. Feel great to be at practice every day. All, all of those fun things. I got to start with this. Did you see the all Richmond highlight in the NBA from last week? Jacob Gilliard to Vince Williams for three. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, you know he's been doing great. You know he's been on the Grizzlies since um, since the beginning of the season and uh, has played very well. I think maybe he has five or six starts now. 
Um, and he's, he's done great, obviously making everybody here very proud. Spiders are 6-5 and five on the season, 5-0 and oh at home. you got to love that. And, Coach, I'll start with center Neil Quinn. I, I really feel like he's developed this season. What have you seen? Yeah, he's really improved tremendously. You know, obviously he was a very good player um, when he got here, but I, I feel like the biggest thing that we try to work on with Neil as he has improved his body and his game and all those things, I think the biggest thing for us is working on you know, having more of a dominant mentality. He's such a great passer. He leads our team in assists as a center. He's such a great passer. He commands a lot of attention, has a great sense for the game. But just to be more of a dominant scorer and think more, uh, you know, in his head, more of a dominant player, you know, demanding the ball, trying to make things happen. Because the more, the more he does, the more he touches the ball, the more he's aggressive, the better it is for us. Spiders face off against Buffalo on Thursday. What kind of test will Buffalo be for you guys? Well, you know, they, they've struggled so far. Uh, now, there's new rule or, or basically um, kind of a refusal of an old rule that allows a couple guys for them to be eligible. Who were They were two-time transfers, and, mm-hmm. you know, thus far that was against the rules, and now that's okay with the rule or within the rules. So, that's, you know, always something that's tricky for uh, a preparation because this guy hasn't played yet. And the last highlights you have from him were from a different school. Uh, so that's, you know, a new element that, to college basketball. And then they have great athleticism. You know, they rebound the ball well. Uh, you know, we're not a great rebounding team. They rebound the ball well. When they're in the open court, their athleticism and, and offensive rebounding really shows up. So that'll be, that'll be two really important things for us is to try to make sure that we – um, that we defend well and that we are set on defense, that they don't have too many open-court opportunities. Spiders basketball coach Chris Mooney with us here on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline. I'm Adam Epstein. This is AWOD Radio. And so the Spiders got two games here to close out the year, and then it becomes conference play in January. And you begin conference play against the Bonnies of St. Bonaventure. But how are you feeling right now about the conference as a whole in the A-10 and the way they've played in the at-a-conference schedule? Do you think the league has done enough so far to be a multi-bid league? Well, I think so. You know, we have had, um, you know, we, we've played uh, a very good schedule where we've been at Wichita State and Florida and Boston College. We've played nationally ranked Colorado. I think Dayton has played a great schedule uh, and has, you know, has had um, a really big win. St. Joe's has played a very good schedule at Kentucky and they won at Villanova. Uh, and I think, you know, so I think the team's, um, have really tried to go play as, as many teams as they can, put themselves in position on the road um, or a neutral floor um, to, to play some high major teams, some teams that can get you a lot of, you know, quality points, so to speak, in the net. So I hope so. You know, a lot of it will come down to, as the, as the league goes on, how the, how the conference separates. And hopefully we'll have uh, some of those wins that we've gotten here in the preseason, some of those competitions that we've played in the preseason – will really help us as as we move through the regular season. Coach of the Richmond Spiders, Chris Mooney with us here on the hotline. The Spiders are 6 and 5. VCU also 6 and 5. And coach, it feels to me uh, like the rivalry will be heightened this season uh, with a transfer from Richmond to VCU in Jason Nelson. Has that ever happened before in your time at Richmond? 
Not on my time in Richmond, no. I, you know, I, the, the rules have changed so dramatically, um, you know, in terms of the initial eligibility. So a player can now, you know, transfer and doesn't have to sit out the year. Um, so that hasn't happened since, since I've been here. I'm, I'd be surprised if it happened before that, but I, I don't necessarily know the answer to that. So much of the college basketball game now centers around the ability to hit the three-point shot. Who are some of the uh, best three-point shooters on your team this season? Well, Jordan King, who's our leading scorer, he, he may be the leading scorer in the A-10, or, or he's close if he's not the leading scorer. He's a very, very good shooter. We have Jason Roach, who's uh, you know almost like a three-point shooting specialist. He made uh, He's made you know well over 150 in his career so far as a junior. Um you know, we, we add, uh, Aiden Noyce is somebody who really shoots the ball well for us. Uh, so we, we feel like we have pretty good shooting all around the floor. Mike Walls uh, is a sophomore center for us who's, who's shooting a high percentage and can make three-point shots. So we feel like that we have pretty good shooting around, you know, the entire perimeter, and it's something that every, you know, every team needs now. Those threes add up so quickly, and uh, the game has, has become with more and more teams playing with four guys on the perimeter than five guys on the perimeter at a time. You know, the three-point shot is even that much more valuable. Coach, always love having you on the show. And last year, you had a really good uh, response when I asked you about the A-10 and how difficult it is, you know, scheduling opponents to come to Richmond to play against the Spiders and to create this at-a-conference schedule. And, and I want to ask you about that again because it, it just feels like coaches are in such a difficult position to schedule opponents to make sure that the A-10 gets the respect that it deserves. Yeah, it's true. I mean, it's it's become so much harder. My my first year here, we played Seton Hall, Virginia, and Lake Forest at home, and um, you know, had I known then, had I known then how different it would be, I, I you know, it'd be hard for us to get any any high major team to play us at home, and and for all the A10 teams, that seems to be the case. You know, St. Joe's can play, or LaSalle can get some home games because of the Big Five, um, and there are some you know rivalries that hopefully can show up and, and we can play at a, you know, with high level teams, but it's just more and more rare and it's very difficult to get those games at home. And that's why we've gone on the road and tried to play as many teams as we can. It, you know, those games are really hard to win. Um, but does that give you a chance hopefully? And, um, you know, that we, we, we've always decided to try to play the best schedule we possibly can play. It's just getting so much harder and, and, you know, you have to give up yourself so often to do it that you don't get the return game in the Robin Center. And, you know, I, I hope something changes that in college basketball, but it doesn't look like it will. Coach, I, I admire your offense a ton. I love watching Richmond play because of the style of offense uh, that you coach here. And let's say that you were sitting around the Christmas table and, and you've got a cousin who's 13 years old and he's big into basketball. How would you explain your offense to them? That's a great question. Uh well, I would say that the most important thing is always the players, and we have five guys on the floor who can who can dribble and pass, who know how to move, they can shoot and, and have ways to score. That's the most important thing. And then that they play together, you know, that they, you know, they don't over-dribble, uh, they have a sense for where their teammates are, uh, that there's a lot of cutting as soon as you're not open, you yeah. make a cut, and, and probably maybe the biggest thing is to make quick decisions. Uh, and, and we give, you know, some teams or maybe this is a little while ago, teams with the point guard had a lot of decisions to make. 
but the other guys didn't have quite as many. And for us, it's everybody has those decisions to make and how we practice is to try to get to make those decisions correctly and then as quickly as you can. Because it feels like uh, for as long as I've watched your, your teams, a Coach Mooney coach team always gets a few easy buckets with hard cuts and backdoor and screens and all that. It just feels like your your offense always gets a few layups and dunks to get your team going. Yeah, I appreciate it. I mean, that, that is a big part of it is we're, we're trying to – how many easy baskets you can get, and there are different ways to look at that. You know, mm-hmm. some teams look at offensive rebounds as easy buckets. Some teams look at creating turnovers for easy buckets. Uh, it's all part of it. We're, we're trying to get as easy buckets out of our offense. Uh, and I, I think the main thing, kind of going back to your hypothetical question, is we, we try to remove the tension from the game on offense. You mm-hmm. know, so – when you're when you're in the game, you've touched the ball, you know, two times each possession. You're moving, and you, you know that keeps you from thinking about, oh, I haven't shot in four minutes, or I really need to try this. You know, it's just more of a reaction to how the defense is playing, and hopefully, all that movement can help you get a couple easy ones yourself. Coach, thanks so much for the time, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me on. Yep, that was Coach Mooney of the Richmond Spiders. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio on The Fan. Don't go anywhere. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Phone lines are open throughout the show. You can be the quarterback of this segment 833 It's the holidays. We've got Christmas in under a week, and there are Christmas cookies everywhere in this building. Oh, I yeah. am I'm feeling fat and sluggish now. Because every commercial break, I'm walking over to the kitchen. And it feels like there's something new. Every single day here, someone has put a new Christmas delight yeah. on the counter. And there I is a snacking. coffee cake tree. Right, and it yeah. looks like a Christmas tree, and it's like got like some green and red icing on the top of it. It might be the greatest snack I've ever had. I think you were you were out when they had the Rebecca Wild had some pretzels dipped in frosting and sprinkles. Ooh, those are good. Yeah, I mean that's the best thing about working in radio. There's a lot of free food. A lot of free food. Right? There's a lot of free food. I'm not sure in a regular office, you know, nine to five has as much free food as us. Yeah, it it, it seems like it's it's not like. Management. It's just people made too much dessert and bring it here for us. I don't know what. You know, radio has a bad rap where a lot of people say, oh, you have a face for radio, meaning like (laughs) you're a big fella, right? Or you're a big girl. There's a lot of skinny people in this building. And I I think that's why there's so much leftover food, right? Because they don't want to eat it. And so they're like, oh, yeah, the sports guys are chubby. They'll eat that up. (laughs) I mean, this kitchen up here is Filled with good stuff. Have you seen the pudding? I've been not I've been tempted to take the pudding. <laughs> it's not my pudding, but I would I would go ham on some of that pudding. No, right. I, oh yeah, you go. I wanted to do an impromptu dude food here, so let's let's hear the sounder. Dude food. We're not responsible for the content of this program or anything we say when we're really hungry. Where's my food? Dude, where's my food? The most delicious food you've ever yes. tasted. How can he piss off a flip flop? <laughs> he loves food. Dude food. All right, so this big story uh, in the world of dude food comes to a stay from Chew Boom. Growing up, I was a gamer, a competitor, uh-huh. which meant my favorite place. 
was Chuck E. Cheese. Of course. Right? Of course. There's entertainment. These giant rats. There's amazing pizza. And there's games. Did you see Chuck E. Cheese just introduced a new grown-up menu? Yes. In fact, I did. Oh, really? I, I also pulled this article for us to talk okay. about. Okay. Because, like, I, like I, I assume this is for parents. I don't think that they're trying to draw in adults no, to play. No, but I think it's for millennials that are 30 to 40 that now have kids. You think so? Right? I think it is. Because my buddy Matt, right. who's he hit, he's the one that hit me to this article, because he has mm-hmm. two kids now that are four and two, and he was like, I'm going back to Chuck E. Cheese with them, and they upgraded the menu. So I, I do think it's for... Now, it's probably for people... That are in their fifties, also, but yeah. like I do think there's a lot of millennials now that have young kids. Yeah, and well, okay. At the end of the day, we are still talking about a Chuck E. Cheese restaurant. Yeah, like I, I don't have the highest expectations. The one item I wanted to talk about was that they are just selling meatballs. Yeah, and you, you and me had a had a good, good time with the meatballs at the Odyssey Christmas party. Yeah, and I, I think they probably are really good. Uh, <laughs> you don't trust the meatballs? I do not trust the food they have of Chuck three cheese. flavors. Sweet chili, spicy Korean barbecue, and buffalo barbecue. I feel like if you have multiple flavors, you know what you're doing. Um, I am interested in just their signature meatball sub. Marinara sauce, shredded cheese, meatballs, and a yeah. sandwich. I think if I'm there, I'm getting a pizza. I mean, you're probably I, I, right. I don't see myself there anytime soon. I'm not. I'm. I'm a bit too old to go as a kid, and uh, yeah. I think I'm a bit far out from having a kid. No, of my you know, own. well, you know what the 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 adult version of Chuck E. Cheese is is uh, Dave and Buster's, yeah. or even the Bingo Bar down in Ooh. Scotts. Oh, you don't have to give me another reason to go to Bingo. <laughs> bingo Friday night after 11 p.m. is my favorite place in Richmond. Really, I, yes. I went for the first time last week. I don't really? think it was that late. Now I will say they don't sponsor this show. I wouldn't order the food there. Not my Didn't favorite thing. Okay. Yeah, okay. it's fried food. It it gave me a stomach ache once before. But man, the games yeah. are fun. Yeah. the beer is no, decent. I, I, I got a I got a tequila sunrise. It was yeah. good. It was and, a good one. And I, the hottest chicks in Richmond go to Bingo. Do that. Yeah. Okay. And now the, then now they're now starting to move to River City Roll. Are they? Oh, it's because yeah. it's because they heard you're there. The t- I mean, the <laughs> they're, talent they're on Saturday there. was woof. It was wild. Yeah. I almost <laughs> I was like almost like hey, can I pull up my bed and just sleep here in river city roll i don't want to leave you have to kick me out um here's another dude food story that i saw uh that thought was pretty interesting there is a new cheesy calzone epic stuffed crust pizza at papa john's growing up the stuffed crust pizza was game changer in my in my household yeah we didn't really go for it too much i think Mm. that we were just because it was so close to us we were a little caesar's household Not great. I yeah. know it's not I great. I see the way you turned out. Yeah. <laughs> what, do, what do you mean by that? Oh, you just nothing. Stop. I'm a fit guy. What? I'm fit. Yeah. Yeah. You're a little bit uh, of a Caesar. <laughs> okay. Okay. Whatever. Whatever. Oh, I'm tilted off. Oh, really? Tilted, uh, I tilted you with a little you tilted Caesar me a little bit. You tilted me with that. Oh. At I, least I'm not a Pizza Hut family. No, well, I hate the Hut. I hate the Hut, too. But, I, but I've always been a big Papa John supporter. I, I can, too. Yeah. Um... But this cheesy calzone, epic stuffed pizza, is brand new, never frozen dough. I love that. I, I like that's a good saying. I love for a, a never pizza frozen. Place to have, right? I love never a place frozen that's never dough. Frozen. Have you ever done the dough yourself and like thrown it in the air? <laughs> no. I've I've done that bit before. You saying that because I'm Italian? Well, I'm just you, asking. Well, what about Tommy DeVito talking to the media right now? All I they mean, can I, ask is I about my. <laughs> I'm just asking if you've ever thrown a pizza. No, in the I've air never before. thrown a pizza in the you, air before. You would like it. It's it's fun. Uh, but here's the thing. So it comes with their garlic herb, regatta cheese, uh, your choice of toppings, extra sauce for dipping. I just feel like this might be a game changer 
for Papa John's. And now you have early access to it until December 26th. It becomes available for all customers on my birthday. Wow, How about that? just for you. Yeah, just I, for me. Thank you, Papa Johnson. I appreciate I it. Know. The Domino's, the price per pizza, it's just too good. Yeah. Well, it, it, you know, the, the, have you seen the commercials now for the emergency yes. pizza? Yeah, and I think I have one waiting. My buddy Mike, who I talk about all the time, is a degenerate gambler and also probably the biggest supporter of Domino's. He came over on Sunday with another emergency <laughs> pizza. I'm like, dude, how do you have so many of these it's stored so up? Great. Because the deal is, if you just order online, you, you get, get another, another one. one for free whenever you want. It's it's ridiculous. I, yeah. I don't know how how they're how are they able making any money. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't, <laughs> <right>? <laughs> Unless it costs them a dollar a pizza. Yeah, it might. I mean, they, <laughs> it really they probably might. have extra amount of dough and cheese. I don't know, but doesn't that stuff go bad? It's not like they're keeping no it in a freezer. Have you had Marcos before? Are you you hip to yeah, Marcos? Yeah, Marcos has delivered to this station. Before. Oh wow, okay. Marcos well, we, is good. We had Marcos coming back. You know, we come back from Baltimore. It's late. Mm-hmm. All that. We order some Marcos. My dad goes to pick it up. 35 minutes late from the pickup time. He's standing really? in there. They did refund the full $40 order and uh-huh. give us the food, as well as two extra coupons. Oh, so I think they more hype. than made up for it. Yeah. And I and I, I love a Marcos. But, but that was, was that's an emergency pizza situation. It is an emergency pizza. Right? We probably would have gotten that emergency pizza before we got that Marcos pizza. Yeah. yeah. What is your what's your favorite frozen pizza to go with? Uh probably a CPK. What is California oh, Pizza Kitchen. That's a good one. It, now yeah. the thing is is it's so thin crust, though. Sometimes I like a rising yeah, crust. But I, I think that they have the better kind of like topping options. Every other frozen pizza just kind of has pep, maybe a supreme. Mm. But you can get a barbecue chicken with some onions on it from CPK. You can get a margarita pizza frozen. And I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. No. Hey, while we're on the topic of dude food, you know where I went the other day? Blew my mind. It was so good. Fat Dragon. Oh, I've been there before. Yeah. Fat, their wonton soup was the best wonton soup I've ever. It was life-changing wonton oh, yeah? soup. Yes. And then we got, um, like, lemon pepper steak. It was amazing. Ooh. Oh, my God. I Fat Dragon's a great spot. It's been, it's been a second. Uh, I need to go. There's been there's, right next to the Ariana's and the Buddies, the place that I get food from yeah, constantly. You don't need that spot. Yeah. There's a place called China Panda. It's the only restaurant I haven't hit yet. Yeah. And they, they look good. You know, it's one of those tiny, tiny Chinese restaurants that they, they're not on DoorDash. They're not on Grubhub. So, you know, they're good. Yeah. Because it's run by like one family. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know how to use the internet. That's how you know it's going to be good food. If we missed any food news, you can always hit us up. 833-804-0910. Any local spots that are opening up, hit us up. 833-804-0910. We cover it all. We eat it all on Dude Food. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back.